G'day everybody, it's Pepsi and I'm happy to present to you the 2022 Port Adelaide season preview. I'll tell you what, last year we got these three bikes on to have a bit of a chat about the power and whether they will surge to Premiership success or whether Alberton will have another blackout in the last few weeks of September. So we brought them back again, the Portress Podcast boys. Ravishing Nick, Magnificent Matt, and the man known as the Fedora are all back to talk about the single greatest team to come out of Port Adelaide. Not according to the Crows, though. Gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Lace Out. Thanks, Pep. Thank you. Thank all you right, boys. Now, boys, I've got to ask you simply first and foremost, how are you guys feeling moving into 2022 after the pain of going down so close in 2021, that final series, the man with ice in his veins took it away from you. Probably a hard one to swallow. What's the belief with the, from the three uh, of you? What a port going to do this year? Pep, I feel like this. If it wasn't 11 o'clock, if it was 11 o'clock last year and the 11th hour of this premiership tilt, we're at 11:30, we're 11:45, and it's getting beyond a joke. And it's uh. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on. I'm, I'm confident still. Interesting. Uh, recently in the P uh, YouTube channel with their, our predictions, I'm still confident Port Adelaide will do really well and come out and learn from last year. But am I confident to be top? Okay. Yeah, so I reckon, you... I'm, t- I'm tipping a premiership, but I'm reckon that we might finish third. I don't feel like I feel like there's a couple of teams that will actually consistently kind of stay on top of the ladder. There's a, yeah, your team in particular. I think we'll, we'll be, you know, I don't think we'll be on the ladder on the top all, all year. I think we, but I'm nothing to think that we've finished third or fourth, and that's where we get our opportunity to actually redeem ourselves in the finals. So that's um, that's my that's my whole yeah theme of, of my uh, preview. Okay, so a few things that you learnt from last year's game. Uh, probably one of those things is actually show up. You might want to do that this year because let's be honest, you thought that you were going to be playing the D's the week after, didn't you? It looked like. You were just run of the mill, playing the dogs. We've got this. A few of the comments oh, yeah. I was I was going to say, a few of the comments that were uh, made when we're watching the grand final games, like, kind of glad we aren't playing because, my gods, the Ds are on fire. Yeah. Uh, so it was and look, a bit- that's a conversation for another day, gentlemen. Don't try and change the subject onto a pretty <laughs> one. Let's We're focusing about your mob here, okay? Yeah, so that's fair. That's fair. You, you, did, you did, like, that last couple of moments – Fantasia versus Durant going into that four line, anything could have happened. It was a sniff of an oily rag, the difference between the two of you, but it's um, it's probably sometimes better to get kicked out of at the prelim stage than see what happens to you at uh, grand final day as well. Too. Yeah, 2007, we know all about it. Yeah. Yes, we do. But hey, you got 2004 to, you got 2004 to look at as well too. And that's exactly right. That's where you're right. Yeah. Speaking of 2004, don't remember the, um, what happened last time Port lost two pre- prelims in a row. That's right. What happened? That's where I'm, com- that's where I'm confident because it's 02, 02 and 03. I mean, if you just want to jump straight to it, Craig, I'll go to it. I reckon there's a theme that is in the club's psyche that is telling me that this is definitely an opportunity this year. You've got mm-hmm. Ken really on. Just like It's just not, it's either shit or get off the pot, Ken. Very well. that, he, he shit will get off the pot time. Yep. That, well, that, I was going to touch on Ken. Yep. 
So your thoughts? He's been there, you know, many, many years now. Right? What's he up to now? Years wise. 11? 10, 11 yeah. years. All right. 2012 was his first year. Okay. Hasn't had the ultimate success. He's had Michael Voss around him. Voss is gone. Was it Texas? So it's 10 years now. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. take that. I reckon, uh, hey, Pep, real quickly, if we if we kept Walshy and didn't get losing to Adelaide and he didn't pass away, of course, assuming yeah. he'd, he'd live, mate, that, that, that uh, Walshy and Hinkley would have gave us the three or four premierships we were looking for, hands down. Mm-hmm. Restudo changed the theme, and obviously his personal life is unrelated to the what's on the on the on the park. Um, so you know him passing. So uh, when it comes, that's unrelated to Port Adelaide. So yeah, we lost him to Adelaide Crows, and I feel like you know there was a little kind of a burst of that bubble because we, we were getting somewhere, and then we build again. Obviously, as we all know about 2015-16 being almost just gap years before. You know, it's just like they were, they were like, yeah, Nick was just like, we're just nearly there. But, yeah, nearly there, but not quite. Not quite. Yeah, but teasing. And, we were, and then you had the freaking uh, Paddy, um, I'm sorry, I'm his name, right 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 but right Paddy Harder issue where we missed him for a whole year. You know, so, yeah, there's a whole lot of issues where you, and, and Dixon, and then finally Dixon and right Finally, I mean, there was only, in the year that we had all our dream teams, how often were they actually able to get on the park together? It was so, a lot of injuries. You know, yeah. Had a yeah. lot of injuries. Mm. I think very rarely uh, would Paddy Ryder and, and Charlie Dixon be able to be on the park together. So that, that's literally – so there was a lot of – yeah, so it's been an interesting – but, you know, that's all part of the everyone's it's story. It's football. Alistair Clarkson probably has a lot of those stories but just has friendships to have at the end of it. So Ken is falling short and should have got off the pot this year. I only say you're only as good as your last season. And that's what we should maybe think about is maybe mm-hmm. moving forward. I mean, this is a, a season preview and, and not a psychology session for the three of you. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the right. interesting thing. I was just going to ask the question. Holy smokes. You, you'd think that we'd lost the – you'd think we were second bottom the ladder. Just the, the feeling and the – you know, for a team that is doing so well and we look in history and we've got so much success and so many wins, it actually almost sometimes the wind's a bit boring. Yeah, we just, we build that. Because sometimes the way our team goes week in, week out, it's really funny. You feel the theme when you do our podcast. And it's just like almost, well, we should almost, like it's a pressure game. Most games are almost where we should win it. If we lose it, then there's this pressure on us. You know, it's like, you know, a team, instead of every game going in with anticipation of positive feeling, like a like team goes when they're actually playing and you're fearing, the, you, 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 you're trying to win and try and just defend instead of attack on, on a game. If you put a microcosm of our season collectively into one little game, we play like that. Ken, Ken rolls the dice in a defensive mode and then we get teams hitting on us. And they do it literally actually each week as well, the good teams. The teams that, that's where I feel like we've never really been good. We're good when we beat those teams we should beat. The other teams are really dealers. Well, they're just sitting yeah. there going, yeah, feel good about yourself. We'll come out. The Devil Demons, fucking, and Western Bulldogs, yeah, they just clean us up when the time came, so it's frustrating. Yeah, I think, um, look, I think the key point you took out of that is that um, I don't think you beat many two, beat many top eight teams last year. We did a couple. Exactly. Might have been one. I think it might have been one or two no, at the no, most. No, no. It was definitely yep. more than that. We did beat a couple. I think it was we like beat, three. Yep. No, we be, now, the, what we did, though, we did it the second half of the season. So you remember, yeah. Pep, you're, you're absolutely right. You're reading the, the tea leaves 
oh, sorry, the tone of yes, the talk for the first freaking 12, 13 weeks. We were talking our podcast about it. Like, guys, I can see what's going to happen. In the, I can see the teams that are really good are watching us week in, week out and seeing even where we don't smash a side. We should be beating this side by 100 points. The way we played the first half, we should, we're 60 points up. And then we win by 35 points. And you go, how does that be? How are you at 10 goals up at half time and you end up winning by seven or six goals? And then we all walk away going, well, the win's a win. But we all know in the back of our head, your, your mob and other good mobs are going, I can't wait to get lick these boys. It's ebbs and flows. It's ebbs and flows. And I think, look, the, the, the two key things that I just took out of all of that, obviously, it, like I said, the ebbs and flows, you can get out and you can smash the lower end teams. Second of all, just let me finish. Charlie Dixon does not kick more than two goals against top eight teams. He, he, go, he goes missing. He does. Uh, yeah. Matty, you used a four-syllable word. I don't know what you – it was a – I can't remember what it was a moment ago, but please don't use four-syllable words. Port Adelaide's me, my I'm not used to them. My um, <laughs> Microcosm, Sorry. I think it was. But I think the Sorry. other thing to come out of all of this <laughs> is I get you're either on – or you're either off. It is you are yeah. the power. Either you are you, you play surge mentality football, yeah, or you completely black out. Like, and two I know, years. I know only two years. That's a part. Is that how you look at it, Nick? Yeah, I feel. Um, I, I mean, it was very obvious. We smash lower side teams and top side teams. We just don't turn up. It is either on or off or two gear team. It's what it was like <laughs> last year. But you know and what, you did turn up because you had a percentage of 126.27, which was the third, the fourth highest. So you're a top four team with a 17 and five record with the fourth best, fourth best percentage. You did damage, but you didn't do damage against the teams at the top of the mountain. It was always the ones at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and you yeah. can and look you, when when you're not getting wins, you can enjoy those those victories. But those victories hurt more than the losses at times when you know what you can do and everything clicks. And then you go against somebody who's strong across the ground from the way they defend or they'll play a man-on-man defense or defense. I don't like defense. but And it's difficult to, to cover that as well too. Yeah, there's – and you lose, a, you lose a Dougal Howard. Like I don't understand how he left, like <laughs> why he left at all. Um, uh, I don't think it's, he's it's done a big that old right field. anyway. Pardon? I don't think he's done that great at St Kilda anyway. That, but he doesn't have to do anything at St Kilda. What was he doing at Port? I don't think he was your worst backman. Like no, be... he, he definitely wasn't our best, and I think we've replaced him. With Who with? Who with, Craig? A literally. Don't give me two times. Two times is on a two different times. planet. Come on. Two times <laughs> is on a different planet, all right? Oh, yeah. Like, he was he was sensational mm-hmm. last year uh, in, the fir- the in the first final, and then he got shackied. In the second, which was kind of funny second, because yeah. they, like, you didn't, he, your group yeah. didn't give him much support. Your midfielders yeah. no, were not exactly not. putting enough pressure on, no. the, on the, um, the, uh, who, no, what? putting you on the mid, sorry, I've gone blank, <laughs> putting enough pressure for them to, to stop it. Just, no, it just didn't right. work. The doggies didn't do All it. Right. With, with, without any bad language, I will say, uh, as something that I would find really frustrating about our club is, again, the, the maturity of the side. And so, again, if you look at the – we're just so, so fragile. And one of those things you say is the example on the results, you know, what you see in the results, you, what you see from, from, from 
what we do, is also shown up in those little moments. Like you say, Elia Lee is not looked after. So who's accountable for that? Where's the leadership? Where does it start? And I think that's chipping our, yeah, that, that kind of chipping our armor, that chink there that we don't, we don't look after is all over the place. And as it's a death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. You, you see what regard, I'm saying? So, who's accountable? Yeah, I, I think that. it's both the players on the field for not recognizing it sooner, uh, the leadership team for not acting on it sooner, and also the coaches for not. It's everyone's so, responsibility. So it's the club. It's the club as a whole. Look, the coach has to get the coach has to get you guys mentally and physically fit and ready for the game, yep. right? Yes. Ken Inkley had no control on what happened on preliminary final night. And we're going to move on because I don't, I don't want to talk about the past, all right? But Agreed. He had no control once that ball was bounced. And you could see him sitting in the coach's box and look in his face at times. was like, what has happened? He can what, give what, what some direction, but not nearly as enough as the players He, he can. can't control the effort people put in. He can't no, control no. the mindset yeah. once they start. He can get them prepped. Um but you know what? That was last year. Let's look at this year. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, look, I can hear there's a bit of excitement. Maddie's a little bit excitement. He's looking uh, that he's saying there's a premiership window. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know oh, whether yeah. you're looking at a window outside of um, Alberton Oval or you're looking through the window, uh, the round window on the play school, uh, on the play school clock. <laughs> there are no bad <laughs> windows he, there, my friend. So, <laughs> are, you saying, are you locking yourselves in for a, at least a top four spot? Yes. Correct. Okay. So, we can mark that one down. We're going top four. Okay. So to take it to the next step, where does the improvement have to come? Because you have to improve to really get to that last week. Not about winning it. Where's the improvement going to come from? Uh, that, that, I wish I wish I wasn't saying to you that we're a top four side. That's, uh, I can just jump in. I really wish we were still just so we didn't have the expectation of having a Dixon and a Boke and all the champions that may let us down again. I wish we were just a very, very new side, no expectation. And I was telling you that we are probably, hopefully just make the eight. Because then, you know, there's that list of expectation. But we struggle with that. Unfortunately, we're, we're too good of a side to be going, yeah, no, nah, fifth or sixth or seventh. We are a top four side. But are we just going to make up those numbers in that top four again is what you're asking. And I, I can't freaking answer that in stage. I'm sorry. I don't just don't know. I, I feel I just fear I'm going to be let down. But just like you look at the maturity and where we're at, you, freaking hell! If we get there, why not? We are so ready. We're so freaking primed. So Craig, Craig you're like, looking very, very stern uh, <laughs> under that fedora right now. He's got a lot of things he wants to say. I can tell. Oh, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. That's about to float off your head <laughs> in a moment, listeners. You don't understand. Craig wears a fedora to every single one of Port Adelaide's games. And the look yeah, of it at the yeah, moment, he, 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 he just he wants he wants to monologue this. So I'm going to hand it over to, over oh, yeah, to you. Monologue, so. monologue. Your monologue. Okay. He wears every podcast, even sit? when we're not doing audio with visuals, audio only. My my personal opinion is, especially with what happened last year and coming into this year, one, I think, I think we did extremely well in most games, considering the um, depth of talent that we lost during the season with injuries and whatnot. I mean, uh, most of the season, Connor Rosie wasn't great. He was 
pretty much work, um, playing with an injury all year. Losing Butters for over half the season really hurt us. Losing Dersma, and then even losing some of the um, fringe players like um, Kane Farrell. Um, Dan Houston wasn't right half the year either. Um, there was just a lot of injuries on Fantasia on and off. It was Robbie Cray we lost for a while. But we were bringing in see, players and they were getting in there like almost instantly. Yeah, but for, for us to do as well as we did, yes, we didn't beat top eight sides. Well, I actually had a look at it. Um, we, we beat four top eight sides during the year. And that was, but that's included like Essen at the start of the year and that when they were shit, but they were still a top eight side, so I'm going to count that. <laughs> but I Smoke if you got them, boys. Pretty much. So, um, look, the way I see it, we probably went into the finals a little bit underdone, especially trying to rush back some of those real star players to yep. get back in there. I think we got lucky against um, Geelong. I don't think they were prepared for the qualifying final. We were just able to get in and get them, but I don't know if the boys were truly ready for the prelim. Um, I think Robbie Gray was underdone. Butters, while he had a great qualifying final, just went missing. And I think this new preseason, um, and I think some of the young talent coming through as well, plus the few additions we have made in the off-season, I think are really going to help us. Um, I think actually having a secondary forward that, can actually step up for us, like Jeremy Finlayson. That's going to really help us, and um, that'll release other pressure in Ruck as well. I think he'll be a good um, forward that can Ruck for a little bit. Um, hopefully that'll free up either Marshall or um, Georgiades to be a little bit more freer, and then also Finlayson can take some of the pressure off Dixon as well. Um, Zach Butters and Connor Rosie going into game more midfield time will be good. Um God, I can't wait to see Josh Sin get out there and play. He is going to be boring. Yeah. Oh, tell me, yes. Josh Sin. What is it? What is, like I said, I can, you can hear the collective. Oh, oh, oh. Right now, what is it about this guy? That's I'm guessing you, know, you didn't watch our inter club match. No, I didn't. I didn't watch your okay. inter intra club match. Okay, I, I must admit, I must admit, he outshone almost every other player on the field. Okay, and I'm talking even all the stars. Yep. I'll say, good, I'll mate, say probably good. the only one that was better than him was Peps. Yeah, Peps. Peps was making the statement, though. Peps was making that. Yeah, oh, I didn't play, boys. I didn't play. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, he, was making, yeah. No relation, he was making but, a statement that he wants yeah. to be in the 22 yeah. this year. Yeah. So, he, 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 was, he was in and out. He was in, in and out yeah. quite a few yeah, He was year. not performing very well last year, but he is making a statement, and he's starting it in the intra-club match. And, yeah, he was probably the only one that was better than Sin. Yes. Can I just say, uh, SPP just looked like he really knew his role, where he, he can actually look a little bit confused and yes. find himself, uh, you, know, you know, where players, you talk about players that kind of read the play and you talk about how players have that sixth sense. He's almost the opposite sometimes when he's confused and when he's out of whack. He's like totally out of whack. He's just really one of those players that just looks really confused in the park. He was switched on like crazy. The question comes then, who's the, per, who's the person slash people that should be giving him the clarity of his role? Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting thing. I wonder how much Luke, um, is it, uh, what's his name? Luke Ken Kelly. Hinkley? Luke no, no. Kelly. Uh, I think Luke Kelly is a new coach, new assistant yeah. coach. No, 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 he's, he's the developing uh, midfield coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brent Montgomery yeah. taking over midfield. Yeah. Regardless, okay. if, if the player is confused, yeah. it should be the coaches that are giving him the direction. Yeah, so that, that, yeah. that's like warning. Exactly. Us up. 
if they've been able to tighten that up where players know what they need to do and know what their role is, mm-hmm. that, well, that, honest, that think- gives them the security. They go, okay, I know what I need to do. I don't need to do anything outside those those barriers. I just need to come yeah. in, do what I need to do, and then that's that's what's No disrespect, SCP is that type of player. SCP is go do that and he do that and he does that. Because when he first started, he was like, this guy's an absolute bull. And then he sort of got off the radar for a bit. I'm not going to dispute that, but I think he's just got a lot of – I think he's got a lot of issues off-field, and I think he was still working through those last year, and that was um, probably playing on his mind as well. Um, Hopefully now that he's – I'm hoping now he's really got himself sorted off-field and he'll be – there were comments made that he has gotten um, a lot of that sorted. Yeah, so. which is which is where I think he was having obviously, a lot of problems. Um, but obviously, there's still, not a lot of. Sorry, good. So, and and, and, I, and well, with him, and I reckon with some of our younger players as well that are coming through, there's one that probably should have got his chance last year but didn't due to um, um, a strange, unfortunate injury, and that's um, the son of a Premiership player, Darren Mead, Mead. Uh, his son um, Jackson. Should have played last year for us. He looked but, good too uh, in the intra club. He looked really good in the intra club this year, and he was looking really good prior to. Um, he got a ruptured spleen in a sandful match last year, so he was out for like ten weeks or something ridiculous yep. with that. Yeah. So it's kind of so, interesting when you look at your look at your spread when you're talking about uh, the younger guys and older guys. You got the yeah. fourth, you got the the fifth oldest list and the fourth most experienced in terms of games played. So you you, you, you really are at that. That tipping point, and you, and you look at some of the names over the next few years that are, that are going to move on. Robbie Gray, regardless of how awesome he has been, yeah. is going to have to move on. I thought have to, last year might have been his last year, but yep. I reckon this year will be. Yeah, I it will be. Yeah, uh, you'd have to have a look at Charlie Dixon to a degree as well, too. Um, yeah. He's got, but he has got. He's on signed on for next year, so yeah. we'll see where that one goes. You've also got uh, Boki. He's only got. Hey, He's going to play for uh, another 10 years. He, he is going to be the AFL's version of Tom Brady. Thank you very much. Yep. Mm. He trains with Tom Brady. In, in what capacity? Like Super Bowl wins or premiership as wins? In, as in, well, the fact that he's playing for the 40. Okay, I get it. The Port Adelaide's Dustin Fletcher. Fair enough. And then you've also got someone, and I'm just looking at the names here as I sort of throw Tom Jonas as well too, mind you. He's got two years on it. It's just you've got and Scott Lysette as well. So you've got a bit of age at that sort of top end, that top end range that will you've really got to I won't even say pinch it because you have been building for this, but you really have to those guys have to fire and you need mm-hmm. to find something underneath as well too. I love Mitch Georgiades as well too. Oh, my boy. He's got he's got a bit of spunk about him. The great guy. Yeah. The yeah. great guy. Hey, if anybody wants to get the there's a few of us we talked about him last year, didn't we? Now I think you uh, did. Yep. yep. And Max Gorn put him up in lights again. Just stand on his, just stand on his shoulders, and yep. and, and you'll be fine too. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, there's you're sort of at that not that tipping point, but you've sure. got to you've got to make the most of it in the next couple of years. Otherwise, when they all go, Ooh, it's be hard hard to get back. Um, I'd say two two, but three stretching it. You reckon? I, I'd say if you were looking at this whole entire squad at the elite best, and you were we're going to have a drop off. I reckon. Three years time, no matter what, we'll there'll be players obviously that are going to get better, and you have a, another three years better on Rosie and Derzma and Butters and Georgia. There's a lot of we, there's a lot of us guys still, but you nailed that draft. Let's be honest, you nailed that oh, one big time. Insane. And so, like you two have three to have, years in a, yeah. yeah, you have to have that blend of old and new 
And at the yeah. moment, you've got... We do. We've got a few new players that are exactly eye-opening. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Check out Sin when you can. Check out Sin when you can. Yeah. Trust us. I think, I think right. what you're trying to get at, though... He will, be, he will probably be one of the, that will be poached by a lot of clubs. Where you're going at with this is... You go, look, you guys are going to cash in now. Like this is your opportunity. This, you know, That's what I'm saying. At, you've, you've got to cash in. like a farmer, a farmer, you've got to kind of, when you get your crops, you know, now's your time, so to speak, to do what you've got to do. The farmer wants a wife, mate. He wants to get married. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he wants a cup. Can I ask well, about this yeah. guy? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm devastated that the co-host with the most, uh, Jamie the J-Dog, could not make it tonight. He was, he was shattered. He's had some things, um, some, some stuff at home. Which um, you know, unfortunately, sick child. But he is a massive fan of number sixteen, and we know that. He's uh, he <laughs> loves it. He, he, yeah, we know. His Twitter handles wine wine thighs. All right. What? I don't even think you guys picked him to win the Brownlow last year. There was only one person in our whole season previews that picked Mister Mister Wines to win the Brownlow, and that was my brother. He actually picked Melbourne and Wine Thighs to take him out. Hey, wow. Solid. Yep. I don't. Yep. And he keeps playing the audio back to prove it. How good was his season from, from your perspective? Was it his best season by far, or was he just the most consistent out of the whole port out of the port playing list? Because there's, there's a massive difference between the both. You can have a great year, but you're not being consistent. Was he just consistent throughout the entire year? No, I don't think he was consistent because there oh, were some okay. games he did not play very very well. So, I mean, he played a lot of games very well, but it was not consistent. All right. But to back, up, to back up there, the, to get the confusion again, is he wasn't consistent, but his worst games were... It's Still pretty good. Style again. His worst games were so good because his best games, he, he, he was actually affecting results. You know, yep. his, game, his game, whether it be in the midfield or up, up the field, uh, it, it, anywhere, he, he, he was just... Uh, it, he, he had a really, really, really good year. Because he, he, he was no kicking goals too. And, and yeah. when, when midfielders are those... kicking goals, then you know yeah. that that's a person who's on. Yeah, some so of those goals too are pretty spectacular. When, Bananas when we and had, stuff like that. Yeah. So when the club's probably having its highlights package, like if you were looking at tackles, like just good, strong tackles, and you're, uh, you know, even just all the things we, you know, you probably don't see on the cameras. You have to be there to see all the stuff that's off field, just the, that extra work, he, he, he was involved in uh, so much, whether it be in a defensive mode and obviously as the, um, uh, yeah, obviously attacking and helping out in the forward line. But he's also obviously, his leadership stuff, he, he is a that vice captain. It's still just such a great honour. If, if, if you were never captain, but you were the second in charge of an AFL club, that's nothing to sneeze at. So he, he's, um, He's, 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 just, he's, look, if again, I hate to say, I hate to say this, but it's just not, it's just so true. You imagine Oliver Wine started in 2013 at Melbourne Demons or any other big, well, the big clubs in could Melbourne. Have. He could have. Like, he's, the guy is amazing. He's insanely good footballer, but, uh, yeah, like, I feel like he would be talked about in a different way by the collective media and just that feeling. But he, from us, just, well, he, he's, he's huge. He's awesome. And, Hopefully, we keep him forever as long as he's around, and uh, he he does get the credit credibility or credit that he deserves. And oh, he's not that old either. I think the people he's in Melbourne, I think the people in Melbourne and football lovers, full stop, were yeah. were were happy 
he won it last year. Like, you know, when something might be going, oh, didn't see it. You could see, like, he did kick 10 goals last year. So I actually, I thought he'd kick more than that. But I think just the more, the most important thing is, is that he was racking up posies left, right, and center. He, he averaged. Yeah, I agree. He was great. He averaged almost, it have been almost 30 a game. Yeah, 30 a game. For the yeah. year. Like, that's, <laughs> that's massive. And like, it's massive, but a lot of um, extraction work as well. But then he'd push forward. So it was. Well, ironically, I love the bloke. I love the bloke. Love Ironically, to a Melbourne fan, what, what would you say about the comments that were coming about the same way Woden? He was the, he, he, you know, the out of the blue, you won't hear about him tomorrow. He just had one good year only. Now, I say that as disrespectful, but as a Port fan, I'll be following him. As a Melbourne fan, you would have seen Shane Wayne Woden. It was a really good football. He wasn't just someone out of the out of the box who's had one good year and disappeared. He, he was a really good footballer, but obviously Shane wasn't in the Boston Buckley kind of category where they were pushing for so so not I I feel like Oliver Wine Ollie was like that in early days. Uh, there's been it, it, he has probably not hit the potential in the early days that he may have could have, but to get to where he is now and what he's doing now and what he's got in the future, he may end up at the end of his career, as we look back in ten years time, yeah, we might go be be super impressed by what we um for what we see, you know, from Ollie's career. So yeah, it's not I, I, done. I, 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 and he's only 27. He's, he's got at least, I reckon he's got at least another three years in the midfield and then he can oh, push yeah. forward. He can push forward. Yeah, no, he's, he's got a story to tell still. He's got, now, your, tell me about Orazio Fantasia because this one's a little bit perplexing. He came across with so much hype leaving Essendon. It just hasn't, it just hasn't come to fruition, has it, Craig? Like, I don't know if you've got. I don't know if you've got a, a Fantasia badge on that uh, hat of yours, but uh, no, it would be it would be rubbing, giving you a bit of annoyance, thinking this guy has the potential to be, you know, a forty-plus goal kicker, and just cannot either get it on the park, or there's just too much flesh in the pan stuff. Tell me I, I'm wrong, but if I'm not, I don't know if he's necessarily flesh in the pan because I think it's just more. He's just he's just too injury prone. Is um, his problem? He just. He breaks down too easily, but when he's at a hundred percent, he is a freaking beautiful footballer. He's a freak, silky, <laughs> silky smooth forward. And I yep. think he's. I think last year he played better, even um, with the injuries, than he did for the last probably three or four years at Essendon. Yep. Um, so I think, I think he just he needs to get his body in order. Yeah, he just needs to get his body right. The other one who's very similar to that, but at the other end of the ground, <laughs> Ryan Burton, same sort of thing. Came. I can't believe yes. Hawthorne got rid yes. of him. Yes. But he's just got to get his body right. But he's almost close to 100 games at the age of 25 as well too. So, yeah, he, he's I, going okay there. I think got Trent, good Trent McKenzie with, as Bruce would say, that big long leg. Mm-hmm. Love watching that. <laughs> uh, oh, the barrel. The, hey, can I ask a question? So you've got that. You've got two times who we've spoken about has just he flourished last year. Unless it was guy that, out. <laughs> yeah, but a guy that didn't didn't fire last year after a. Brilliant year before that was um, the hyphen uh, Darcy Darcy Burn Jones. What was was that another injury? Another injury plague season? No, I think he was just he didn't feel right in his position. I don't think he just I don't think he felt comfortable playing. He just doesn't wasn't doing right. I don't. I don't know if he went uh, from an all Australian year to yeah, not even all Norwood seconds. 
we still have question marks why that happened. Yeah, <laughs> we're not sure on that one. We are, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised he's now a um, in the leadership group too. Yeah, but in my eyes, leadership is a mindset. It's not a title. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah, we've, only got, we've only got three of them. So, so he's one of the three. Yes. One of the three. Okay, different story then. If you had about six <laughs> or seven, then I get it. But if he's one of the three, hey, he must be doing something that, that makes a lot of sense as well too. Probably a lot of awesome so, stuff. So, like, we've, co- oh, now we've covered quite a bit as well, right? From, from what we've discussed, I reckon that, yeah, injuries did hit you pretty hard last year. Okay? Mm-hmm. So a lot of things have to go for from the fitness. Have you still got the same fitness people at the club? No, no. So that's changed as well. So the um, head of um, our fitness um, quit last year, and basically his second has now moved up into that spot. Okay, all right. So hopefully he didn't learn much from that fitness guy, and he has his own ideas to bring <laughs> but something. The, but, the, you- but the funny thing is that the guy that we did have learnt from um, freaking what's his face now, that, um, Adelaide. Yeah, Garrett. Darren Burgess. Burgess. Yeah, Yeah. Everybody's – I can't explain it. I can't explain it because the guy that's taken over from Melbourne, same thing, sat under Burgess for a year and couldn't ask for much more. He saw it worked because we all saw it worked as well too because the fitter they are, the skills don't drop off towards the end of quarters, end of games. And that's that's what you tend to find is that unfit unfit teams make more skill errors because they're tired. Look what he did with Max Gorn. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, in Gorney's sixth uh, All-Australian year, but we, we won't go on about that because he's probably got another four or five in him. Um, now, uh, uh, <laughs> all right, so let, let, let's let's just, just um, let's start to sort of tie all this up and, and bring it in a bit of a bow for us. And I want to hear this from each of you because um, as a collective, the Portra's podcast have got probably a lot planned for the year, okay? And I know you're all collective on this show. You're, you're one team, one dream. But high hopes, uh, where does Port finish? End of the season. So position-wise, you can go as high as Premier, you can go bottom, or you can give yourselves a number. But we are going to go into the league-wise fairly shortly. So oh, where do you see Port finishing at the end of season the finals At the end of the finals here, though, at the end of the finals. It's up to you where you put them. So you might not even make finals if you feel that they're not going to do anything. I'm, right. I'm just saying. I didn't even pick Great. Melbourne to win finals last year. Yeah. You guys, that? where do you go, Nick? All right. Um, I predict we will be brandishing the cup. Okay, premiers. Premiers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mr. Uh, Sullivan. Yep. Yeah. We'll get well, back to you in a moment, I, Nick. I just want the I reckon they'll, be, they'll, they'll be on there in the day, so that's what I predict they'll be there in the day, and I'll be stupid and not believe believe a team can win it. So yeah, I'll say that they'll they'll. They'll win the premiership. So. Okay, so they're going to be on the cup. That. Yeah, that, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. I can't believe it. I can't believe uh, it's been done again. It's just, it's, that's how far. That's how much of a they will. That's why we get you on board. We love the passion. <laughs> <laughs> Craig? Oh, you'll be seeing um, Ken Hinckley um, basically be Choco from 2004. We did it. We're not chokers. Alan Scott, you were wrong. Thank you very much. Okay, but he'll yeah. probably go, Chris Pepper, you were wrong. That's what he might say. Um, all righty. So the three of you are basically locking in because um, I, I was normally – we normally then go to, all right, who's going to be the overall um, overall premier? Sure. But, you're, but you're picking yourselves outside yeah. of yourselves. Is there anyone else that you're going with? 
Yeah, yeah, I've got a ping. Yeah, uh, if it's not us, yep. Perhaps you're going to be happy that you'll be back to back. Okay. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. biased in any of this, but it is nice to hear. So uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually genuinely think the Western Bulldogs will win it. Uh, if yep. it's not us, and I feel like they will learn from you guys. But again, far out. If Melbourne are playing them and Melbourne win, I'll be like, well, of course, because you can see. So it's almost a little bit of just. Uh, I wouldn't. Again, I, I, yeah, Melbourne are up there. I wouldn't be surprised if Melbourne, because I feel like we'll finish third before uh, the premiership. But in the, I really honestly just think Melbourne and, and Western Bulldogs are just in the. Even if it's just to be honest, pick one, Maddie, at, pick one. Third, we'll finish third. No, before, no. And then, then one. Pick a team. Pick a team, oh, Fancy. Yeah, yeah. Doggy, doggy. All right, pick the doggy. He likes doggy style. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. Craig, what about you? Uh, I'm going a little left field here, mate. What's that? I'm going a little left field here, mate. If it's you not caught, yeah. it's got to be the Giants. Left field. He's saying left Shit, field. i tell you what. It'll what be the Giants. The hell? If it's not caught, it'll be the Giants. You are. All right. You've heard it here first, people, at um, around about 36 minutes of the 2022 Port Adelaide season preview. Put 100 down on that. Let's see how much it pays. Craigie the Fedora has gone down with the, the Greater Western Giant. Sydney Giants. Well, some would say it's was... the first time that they've been mentioned at this end of the podcast with any of the previews that we've done so far. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, Craig, let's bout this one. Coleman medalist. I mean, if, if I was just looking at poor players, I'd be saying Miss Georgiades, but that's uh, not going to happen. Um, it can be anyone. No, honestly, I think McKay's going to go back to back on that, I reckon. All right. McKay, yep. I'm going to say Miss Georgiades because I believe. <laughs> All right. You believe in Greek style. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. And uh, Matty. Hawkins. Oh, the Tomahawk again. Oh. Yeah, no. cool. All right. <laughs> We're going to start with you on this one, Matty, and please, um. Please limit, the answer. Please limit the answer to less than three and a half hours. Will do. Um, Brownlow medalist. Uh, let's go with uh, oh, not Sam, Sam Walsh. I'll take him now because he's, um, he's uh, Bailey, Bailey. Is it Bailey Smith from Bailey Smith? From, uh, Bailey Smith. Smith. Interesting. I'm going to have Bailey Smith. All right. Nickers? Yeah. I'm going to say Connor Rosie is going to have an uninjured year and he is going to perform amazingly. Yeah, but we're Bloody talking about the Brownlow. Yeah, yeah, I know. Connor Rosie. Connor Rosie. Connor Rosie's in the Brownlow. Oh, 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 that'd be amazing. That'd be uh, awesome. Craig? Oh, well, since I'm on um, the theme of back-to-backs at the moment, it's got to be Ollie Wines, mate. Oh, <laughs> love that. Size. See, see I, I, I gave a real answer, and these two dingbats, of course, we're going to just gave me. Listen, listen, listen. We don't discriminate. We don't discriminate. All right, no, everybody's no, no, entitled to their opinion. We may not in. We not. Yeah. We may not agree with it. But we respect <laughs> it, okay? Uh, that's why I, I, I love it. Yeah, giants, but I could look back and feel like an idiot. <laughs> now, from a Port Adelaide perspective, who's who's going to be the breakout star for you? I know you mentioned a, a gentleman by the name of Joshin earlier. Uh, are you sticking with him, or is there somebody else that, when we look back at Port Adelaide and go, shit, these guys actually know their stuff. They told this about. They told us about this in February. This is the guy. He's come from nowhere. 
but we saw it. Mm, look, uh, well, oh. like Josh said, I think he'll be a good first-year player. Yep. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't know if he'll, ha- I don't know if he'll have a consistent um, 23, 22 games this year, but he'll at least, I reckon he'll at least get a turn at some point and be able to um, get some experience. But I really think the breakout player who did have some issues with injury last year, but I think it's going to really break out the mullet Lockie Jones. Don't mind. <laughs> so Lockie Jones for the people who don't know Lockie Jones where does he play and just give and, and Josh Sin for the people obviously outside of so, your, um, so your environment they're both probably halfback flanks um, Sin can also probably go uh, midfield um, more wing he's got that real fast pace and he's got a really silky kick on him uh, where Lockie Jones is probably more of that um I reckon he's more almost like a Petrarca type, um, just big, stocky sort of um, flank. Could also go in a mid as well. Okay. So one of those, will, one of those will pinch a half back spot. Yes. And Josh Sin, round one, twelfth uh, pick from the Sandringham Dragons. Very nice. So if you can, if you can get one of those, if you get like you saw with the with the Holy Trinity a number of years ago, if you can blood one of these guys early. Uh, and get them in and get them settled without the pressure, half back or a half forward type of thing, even a back pocket, the way football's played these days, it's going to be nice. Unfortunately, Matty, you're, you're, you're vibing up big time. You got robotics. Yeah. That's all right. We'll get back to you in just a moment. I'm robotic for the moment. I'm going to hand over to the two gents. Kenny Inkley at the end of the year is going to be tapping somebody at the shoulder and say, hello, um, I'm sorry, it's it's your last, mate. Yeah, good luck with your future endeavours. Who's going to be the breakdown for you guys this year? Jeez, I mean, I mean, Nick was touching on it earlier with Robbie Gray probably playing yeah. his last year. Yeah, I feel like he's – while he's performing pretty well occasionally, he still does – he didn't really have a great season last year, and no. if he isn't any better this year, I think it will be his last. So, Which is um, a shame because he's he'll be thirty four by the end of the season. Mm. Um, which is, but yeah, you've you've got an interesting mix here because you've got three or five over the age of thirty, mm-hmm. another couple of twenty nine. Yep, definitely. And then you've got twenty seven. So you you've got a nice sweet spot, but then you've got a few at the top that's that, yeah. that, that, that but they're not older, they're older, older. That makes mm. sense. Like they're not yeah, that twenty nine, thirty, they're thirty one, thirty three. Yeah. So it's yeah. Yeah. some I mean, of those are still contracted for a couple of years, so they're not going anywhere just yet. I mean, the, yeah. the only other one, at least in that older range bracket that I could see potentially might be done by the end of the year is Trent McKenzie. Yeah, because um, he is up there as well, and w- with the with the midfield talent we've got, and there is one player that we did pick up in the um, off season that I think potentially could replace him. Yeah, um, and that's um, Sam Skinner. Okay, so I, I have think, to ask. Um, sorry, yeah. So um, I think he, ask... I think he's going to be the one that may also. Sorry to interrupt. Um, oh, one <laughs> thing I have to ask also before we 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 um, tie this one up is Peter Adams leaving. Is that going to be a loss for you? Not going to be a loss because you have got obviously riders still running around with that from that perspective. Is that going to leave a hole? Uh, can, no. can, I, can I answer the one? And just how's the uh, 
How's my audio? Audio, well, going well, down audio sounds go. great. You don't sound like you're uh, trying to be a, yeah. a, um, a voiceover yeah. artist yeah. like Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, sorry, but I'm back now, so to speak. With that. Um, yeah, so I reckon Laddams has been replaced by Finlayson and, uh, mm. in, in, that, in that position, so it's pretty easy. And I feel like it was not a big uh, hole to kind of be worried about filling anyway with, you know, the to- Todd Marshall and Georgiati fighting that with Dixon and some of other smalls would fill the fill the void of Ladham. So it was it's not a big worry anyway, but Finlayson fills it. One, like one one in, one out. Fair enough. Kind of. I mean, I mean, we've got um, some we've got some good young rock talent coming through as well to yeah. um, back up Lysette. I mean, um, I, I must admit, watching the inter trial match last week for Port, um, our what is now our second main ruckman Sam Hayes couldn't play due to some leg soreness. Yep. So we played a. Um, one of our draftees, um, Dante um, Byzantine, and oh, I good. must admit, for an 18-year-old, while he wasn't actually getting the ball and tapping it, my God, going up against Scott Lysette and really competing like he did, he's going to be a really good ruckman in the future. Get some time yeah. into his legs, and he's going to He's going to be looks like young, young well, Stephen Johan. He, well, he, 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 he went against Lysette. Lysette sits at 203 and 102. This young mm-hmm. fella sits at 201 and 88. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, there you go. He's, he's got about, I can't do the math because it's late at night, but it's about 16 kegs, yeah, about 16 kegs on him, 16, uh, 16 yeah, kegs of, of muscle and experience. So if he's held his yeah. own, wow. awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah. Hey, boys, what's going on with the Portress this year? So what do you got What do you got, What do you you got? got for all the listeners this year? Where's it headed? What, what have you got lined up for this uh for the next right. season, what's the what's the the Marbo? What's the serenity for you boys? Well, I'll, I'll start by saying that basically we're going to be doing a live preview show every Thursday night. So if it's not if, if it's got four of us is on there generally, it's nice if we can get all four of us together. It's myself and then Craig, Nick, and Anthony. If the full four of us can get on, so be it. That's great, and it gives them even myself if I can't be there. It would Craig and Craig and I generally, even Nick, and it was all of us kind of can panel and, and run it. So it's uh, we've got kind of at least three, potentially four, four captains of the of the ship, and um, we all run it, you know. And we're we're all we're all work really well together. Been together now as a crew for about three to four years, even in this in this same same lineup, the four the, the four the four of us, and also committing to that Thursday. So it's Thursday's live. Oh. And uh, whether we do and, some other stuff, yeah. And all, the best, just, and all the best shows go live, Lace Out, li- uh, live Tuesday nights eight <laughs> on uh, the, the face, our Facebook page. You can check the show yeah, out later on. But, um, so, uh, so, but, but getting all four of you on the park is a little bit like the team that you represent. It doesn't happen all the time. No, <laughs> no, no. It doesn't but, happen. But when, it, but when it does, the magic does happen as One well. One time last oh, year, yeah. it was just me by myself. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like Charlie Dixon in the forward line. Hey, um. You guys are a well-oiled machine. I love chatting to you guys. Like we chat quite regularly uh, every week. Um, like I said, the J-Dog, would love to have had the J-Dog here because he'll, he'll give me his own little spin yard on the first week about how you go, how yeah. good you guys are going to go. But you're going to be an interesting scenario. All the listeners out there and all the supporters of the AFL are going to go, where's Port Adelaide going? Back-to-back prelims, can they take that next step? I think you can take that next step. And I also think that you can take it out. But you need to have that injury run 
to go a hell of a lot better than you did last year. Agreed. Okay, And if you do, Agreed. then fate is definitely on your side. And I have picked you to be in my top four at a minimum at the end of the season. So the wonderful yeah. Nick Thiel, the magnificent Matt Sullivan and the charismatic Craig the Fedora, I'll have one simple question for you and this is it. Gentlemen of the Portress Podcast who have just presented you your 2022 Port Adelaide Power Season Preview. How do you want your footy? Laid out. There it is, listeners. Stay tuned for our remaining season previews and good luck to the power. You're going to have a cracker. Thanks, boys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.